What's up, guys? You're tuned in to The Scoreboard with your hosts, Michael Hill and Ryan Kay. Check them out every Tuesday night right here on Podomatic Radio. The best part of your day via podcast. What's up, everybody? Happy New Year. It is January 18th, 2021. Also, uh, this is the scoreboard brought to you by Anchor. Uh, this is a place where two bros talk about sports, pop culture, and everything else in between. Like You guys could have been anywhere else in the world, but you guys are here with us. And for that, we appreciate you. We're your hosts, uh, the Heartbreak Kid, Michael Hill, and the Arcade, Ryan K. Back better than ever. Well-rested. How are you doing, my man? I know we have a lot of shit uh, to talk about, and I know there was a lot of shit that we got going on in the back so yep. <laughs> in the background that we are not going to talk about but nope. jump, nah just sorry, but how, other than that how are you doing my man well outside of the massive l's i'm taking uh to start the year but luckily that that's that situation's uh short gonna be short-lived i'm doing all right man uh you know i'm, I'm planning on kind of taking a little mini vacation from work this week because fuck the police uh outside of that uh, just trying to chillax, enjoy myself, you know, you know, I, I have a lot more optimism about head this year, you know, I just, I just do, even though like, you know, it feels like a lot of the same, like comparatively, I still feel better at this, like a thing that I thought about, it, I was like, you know, this time last year, I was like real, real, real miserable and dealing with a lot of stuff. And right now I'm having to deal with a lot of stuff at my job, but that's fine outside of that i'm in a better headspace yeah so that's really cool you know so i'm i'm just i don't know man i'm, I'm pretty excited about it and I'm pretty uh, excited about it too man i'm oh. excited to see what the year brings bro yeah i'm excited to see what the year brings i like you know we have a lot of we have a great show for you guys i like you know we're gonna be talking about the national title you know what i'm saying clemson fans you're still gonna get your l from me like you know your questions are in i like but first like a major huge deal that we didn't think what was gonna happen like you know at the beginning of the season 
because of how well they were playing without them needing to do this. But James Harden is finally a Brooklyn net. Yeah, yeah, uh, they did it. They made it happen. Uh, it was a four-team deal. Uh, Karis LeVert ended up with the Pacers. Big Girl Depot ended up with the Rockets. Uh, you got Jarrett. Jarrett uh, Allen is with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of some some of the other pieces that were involved. It was crazy how many dudes were involved in this deal. Uh, a lot of draft picks were involved. In oh this yeah. Deal. Oh yeah. Houston got like an ass of picks, uh, which makes sense to me. Uh, so yeah, man. Uh, it, it was a is an interesting deal, and you know, there's, we're only two games in, and uh, James Harden's playing a little bit more unselfishly. Um, he's on his best behavior, basically, because uh, he is the second option on this team. I mean, he has to be because this isn't his squad anymore. Yeah, I'm, like I don't want to hear no bitching and whining, whining and complaining because no, all that shit you was doing in Houston, that shit left whenever and that shit went by the wayside when you left Houston. Oh yeah, I like this is what you want. You have to make it work. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I like though. Like if anything, like people say there's uh, there's pressure on Kawhi. Like well, there's pressure on James too. Oh yeah, I like you know they like with him and Kyrie and God knows when the fuck he's gonna come back. I like this team should make it out the East. Yeah, I don't see anybody in the East that can fuck with him. I like you know they just beat the uh, they just beat the Bucks. Mm-hmm. You know tonight. You know I like they I like they could pose a threat, but I don't see it for a seven games. They just have too many. They have too many top flight players. I think Bucks as a unit is probably better than uh, than the Brooklyn Brooklyn Nets when you have KD and whenever you have James Harden, that offsets a lot of that shit. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, it offsets a lot, even whenever Kyrie decides he wants to come back. Yeah. Yeah, like whatever the fuck he's on. And the mere fact, I like I like the trade just for the mere fact they were still able to keep Spencer Dinwiddie. The only Torian Prince went to uh I wanna s I wanna say did he go to Cleveland too? I'm I can't not- remember where he at. I mean obviously it was Houston, Indiana, or Cleveland yeah. is where he ended yeah, up. Yeah, he, he ended up he ended up he ended up somewhere. So I like but my thing is I like the fact they kept Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah, that's important. That that. that that was important. I like because I thought if I was the Rockets, I would have wanted Dinwiddie, Lavert, and Jared, uh, Jared, uh, Jared Allen. Yeah, but all, the, all three of them. Yeah, what's crazy, man, is how hard. Like the Nets have no depth now, yeah. like at all. Which I mean, when you have James Harden, Kyrie, and Durant, you don't really need it. But at the same time, like, eh. They still have some piece less. Uh, Dinwiddie's coming off the bench. You have Joe Harris. Yeah. Like, you know, like, you know. Yeah, but Joe Harris sometimes is going to be starting in this lineup. I so. like, you still have Jeff Green, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, they, like, it's so not they, like they're bereft. They're, they're, like, it's not like they don't have nobody, but like like you said earlier, the lack of death is certainly like an issue. Oh, yeah. Like, they're, they're, they're going to be, it. like, the thing is, man, like, Brooklyn's going to be in shootouts all year because the thing is, their bench is going to get them cooked, like, yeah. all year. Like, that's just what it's going to be. Like, like, And the mere fact, like, you know, the mere fact, like, Jared Allen, I kind of hated hated that because, like, that was their rim protector. Yeah, like, they, they still have DeAndre Jordan, so it's not as bad. It's not as bad, but there were a lot of, there was a, a few games that I've seen, like, especially on Christmas, there were a lot of games where, like, Jared, uh, Jared Allen was playing more than DeAndre Jordan. Exactly, because he's younger and, like, he's just, you know, he has more upside. I like, and DeAndre Jordan just is who he is at this yeah. point. I like, and there was, like, you know, a lot of games where Jared Allen was start finishing off the game. Exactly. You know, so, like, for me, I felt like, you know, 
So like that was kind of that that was kind of that that to me that was going to be the biggest blow. Karis Levert, I love him, but you got to keep Spencer Dinwiddie. So like also you, also hopefully Karis Levert get that they figure out what's up with him because he has a growth on one of his kidneys. Yeah, they discovered that in his physical, and uh, I hope they can get that situated, man, because that's a bummer. That's yeah. that's a real bummer to hear that. Yeah, because that, that's a really nice young player that I like a lot. Yeah, exactly. Like he was hooping, and then yeah. he got hurt. And then now he's getting ready to get a fresh start, and then like this, like a kid, that kid can't catch a break, man. And For I really, nothing. I really want him to like get out there and like mix it up. Yeah, like and just show, like show what a good player he is. Yeah, exactly. So but like, and Victor Lodipo's hurt too. He hasn't been the same since that injury. So, no. so I kind of hope like you know he can get back to somewhat of what he was before he got hurt. Because Victor Doladipo was looking to be like a top fifteen player. In yeah, he was looking incredible, he and then he incredible. he just hasn't looked the same. It's a that's a bummer too. Because I've always liked Oladipo. Mm-hmm. So you know, but again, what are you gonna fucking do? So I like so like so so where this team is like currently stacked. Because we know we know they're a favorite to come out the East. I like you know, I like how you how you feel about them stacking against like the top contenders in the West. I mean, I think that the I think the Nets are as good as any team in the league. I think that uh, I think that they're legitimately because the thing is, man, the it it all boils down to Kyrie Irving. Is Kyrie Irving going to show up and be volatile and horrible? <laughs> if volatile and horrible, <laughs> and if he's if he's not doing that, and if he's actually falling in line and doing what he's supposed to be doing. And like you know, being the guy that he's supposed to be, then yeah, they will be fine, you know. But outside of that, like nah, like if if he's burning sage and fucking arenas and like being weird as hell and not talking about fucking chakras and like not being at there and, and, and hockey and shit, like dude, he's a weird fucker, man. Like Kyrie's just a weird, weird fucker. And uh, so, my thing is, you know, if uh, they uh, <laughs> if they can't get that figured out, then they're a different team, you yeah. know. Because I mean, Harden and Durant will still I like that Harden team. and Durant still might get them in the fuck just that alone. Yeah, just that alone, I think they'll still get them in the finals. I don't think they beat us without. Kyrie. No, I don't think. I think Kyrie has to be there, yeah, for them to win actually win yeah because like you know i love kevin durant but i like lebron and ad more than i like james harden and kevin durant absolutely absolutely you know i think that um i like and i have more trust in lebron and ad than i do kevin durant and uh james harden yeah because we see we've seen him do it yeah exactly i like you know when anthony davis is healthy i like you know he he's a top five player yeah and, well and he's damn near unstoppable yeah, I mean, the other thing, too, with the Lakers, too, is just, like, they're just fucking loaded, man. You got fucking, you got Mark Gasol. Hitting just, threes. You just got Mark Gasol hitting threes and still being a defensive force down low. Dennis High Schroeder. IQ, smart passer. Dennis Schroeder has been way better than I thought he would than be. Than I thought he would be. Like, I like that, and I have to apologize for that because I was one of the big detractors of that Dennis Schroeder signing. You know, so, so hopefully he continues to, like, you know, make a fool out of me because when situations like that, when it comes to my squad, I will gladly be wrong. Yeah, I mean, in Kentavious Caldwell Pope, is uh still. You know, still doing solid stuff. They have they just got back Wes Matthews and they're trying to rework him back in the rotation. Like Kuz off the bench is stupid. Like fucking Caruso. Like 
The Lakers, the Lakers just are like Mar- fuck. Markeith Morris. The Lakers are just fucking loaded, man. Like they're just top to bottom. There's no weaknesses really in the. There are really no weaknesses to exploit. They're they just they're a good passing team. They're a good shooting team. They're a good defensive team. They have two superstar top five players. They have role players who used to be stars and Mark Gasol. Yeah. You know? Um, they have fucking the sixth man of the year coming off the bench and Trez. Oh yeah, right? Trez. We I forgot about Trez. That's what I'm saying. That's uh, how loaded <laughs> the Lakers are. I forgot about. Is Trez. that it's tough to even fucking keep track of like all the players that we like. Got. They are they are fun to watch this year, man. And you know they're a lot more fun to watch this year than they were last year. Yeah, and they were pretty. Yeah, because like last year they were good, but like they turned the ball over a lot. Like there's a lot less of that going on, you know. Then they're, you know, then oh, like so. Even then, like I was saying, like that Brooklyn team doesn't beat us without Kyrie. They need to have Kyrie because top to bottom, we're deeper than they are, yeah. way deeper than they are. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I like Trez. I like you know, on Wes Matthews alone can bring us back in the games. I like you know, just from from our bench. Like you know, if whenever our starters are out, so like that, I'm not too worried about. The Clippers might have something to worry about if they were to even get past us. Yeah. Yeah, you know, for but, sure. But that's another thing for like that's another subject like you know for, for like for another day. But you know, like I said, we talked about him earlier. The key part about this is Kyrie because we have yet to see him and these other two guys on the floor together. On the floor together. What does that even look like? What sort of kinks are there? They're because there's going to be some kinks that they got to work out. Yeah, you know, because the thing is, Kevin Durant and James Harden used to play together. Mm-hmm. There, they seem you know again. It's only two games so far, but like. It's almost like they didn't miss a beat with that. Yeah. You know? Like, really and truly. It's just that James Harden is a better player and more uh, more uh, willing to attack than he was when he was in OKC. Yeah. Because he didn't have that green light then. He was the third option on yeah. that team. You know? So, whereas, he, you know, he went to Houston and became the first option, you know? And he had free and, reign to do what he wanted. Exactly. So, uh, you know, that's kind of what happened there. And... Uh, you know, and it's just gonna see how how Kyrie is gonna fit in all of this. I like that. That's crazy to think. I'm we're sitting here thinking about how a superstar like Kyrie is gonna fit in all of this. But at the same time, Kyrie's putting his team in a major predicament because they wouldn't make this trade. I like you know if mm-hmm. Kyrie hadn't just went AWOL. I like James Harden was an insurance policy. Granted, it was an expensive one, but it was an insurance policy nonetheless. Because if he doesn't come back, they're more than uh, like James Harden and uh, Kevin Durant more than capable of sailing this ship. Yeah, exactly. So I think they they made this move, in, like, and I wouldn't say in hopes, but it's just like you know, and management is smart for this. I like you know you don't want to waste Kevin Durant. So in order for you not to waste Kevin Durant, you go get James Harden and keep this thing rolling. Because I like because they, they're going to keep it rolling whether Kyrie's there or not. Exactly. Like, and if anything, like, you know, you know, like, if Kyrie Irving starts coming there to make waves, you know, then you can probably, you can probably uh, put him on the trade market at that point. Yeah, exactly. Because at this point, he's more trouble than he's worth. Yeah. He's not that guy. Yeah. I like, he's, I like, because, like, they always say, like, production over, like, over distraction. I like, and the production hasn't, the production has been there, but not when they needed it to. And just a mere fact, like, you know, not only you like you letting your franchise down, you letting your teammates down, you letting your franchise down, you letting the fans down. You know that you're a superstar. I like that's not that's not what superstars do. No, you're exactly right about that. Like, you know, Kyrie's just wired different. Like, 
honestly think that like Kyrie loves basketball and Kyrie plays basketball and like loves to play basketball. But I also think that Kyrie has gotten to the point where he's gotten so disenfranchised with all the other stuff mm-hmm. that he just I think he can't get out of his own way right now. You know, I think he's just like so dialed in on his his personal distractions and just you know the things that whatever things go on in his brain that just make him like hey say and do the things he does and whatever is making him like the personal time like whatever things he's doing right now like whatever reason he has the personal time Mm -hmm. whatever reason he's needing this personal time Mm -hmm. like you know like that's that's the problem with him Mm -hmm. right now you know he's a fantastic player um by all accounts, not a very bad person. You know, does a lot of does a lot of stuff in his community. Yeah, he's not a bad person at all. Teammate, that's that's that remains to be seen because yeah. I remember Kevin Durant was saying like in all the smoke, you've never heard anybody say that you know saying he was a bad teammate. By the same token, you never heard anybody say that he was a great teammate too. It's the reverse of what people say about Russell Westbrook because yeah. the media makes Russell Westbrook out to be a bad guy, and teammates come out and drove saying like, dude, he's an excellent teammate. Yeah. And you don't hear that from Kyrie. Yeah. I mean, I will say this about I will say this about uh Russell Westbrook as of right now though. Uh Bradley Beal's lower back is hurting real bad because he having to drag the fucking Wizards on carrying him on his back. But in fact, Bradley Beal leads the league in points right now. 34 point he the other day it was 34 point something points a game. It was him, it's him, Kevin Durant and Steph Curry are the three three guys leading the league in scoring right now. In that order, so. but that doesn't surprise me because I feel like Bradley Beal had that kind of. Bradley talent. Beal's always had that kind Some of ability, talent. and when you like, I saw a crazy stat too the other day that said that he has scored twenty six percent of their points, and he has scored or assisted on twenty nine percent of their points. Mm. That's retarded. This dude's literally over a fourth of your offense mm-hmm. at all times. That's stupid. <laughs> like you got to do better than that, you yeah. know. Like that guy shouldn't be a fourth of your total of your offense. Yeah. Like that's bad. You know. That's really fucking that's bad. Extremely bad. You know. So. Because I mean, there's always gonna. It doesn't matter how crappy a team is. There's always there's always one guy on the team that's a twenty point score. Yeah. It doesn't matter how crappy your team is. There's always a twenty point score. Or at least eighteen. 18 yeah. Yeah. 20, eighteen. Nineteen. Like 20. flirting with twenty. Like I said, it doesn't matter how crappy your team is. There's a 20-point score. Yeah. You know, there's always a DeMar Rosen on every fucking yeah. team. It doesn't matter how crappy they are. Yeah. You know? So, you know, again, I just... That's pathetic. But but getting back, getting back to it, man, uh, Kyrie Irving, he's a weird fucking dude, man. And I hope he figures out whatever thing he needs to figure out to get him back on the basketball court. It's a good thing this is happening at the beginning of the season as opposed to, like, the middle or the end of the season. Yeah, I agree with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's a good thing this shit's happening now until, like, you know, later on when they really do need him. So, all right, so that was, like, my, that was like my big thing about it because I know Kendra Perkins chomps at the bit to fuck on Kyrie because I don't know what him and Kyrie's beef is, but he can't stand Kyrie Irving. But, I like, you know, and, and to some, some degree he has a point. Like, in some degree, he's kind of right. Yeah, and that's a sad thing when Kendrick Perkins is right. He's a terrible analyst. Yeah. Terrible, 
terrible, terrible analyst. Analyst, all right. But and and this, like, when you look at it as a glass half full, you just kind of think of it like, well, at least it's happening now, the beginning of the season, as opposed to the end of the season. True, because you want to be playing your best basketball mid to the end of the season, going into the playoffs. So, yeah, like, this shit right now does not even really matter. Yeah, that's true. So you know, because I like right now the Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Nets are like maybe like the problem. The only problem with it is that they need to gel. Yeah, the three of them need to gel and figure it out. And the quicker they can start doing that, and the more time they spend doing that, the better off they'll be. Yeah, that's the one issue with that. Most definitely, most definitely. Uh, coming up next, I said. Uh, so we had a national title game last week. So we're going to get into that. Also, we have the quote of the week. You guys keep a lot on the scoreboard on Anchor. Oh, hi. Do mother owe you money? Have you been in an accident? Let me represent you. Here at Dashy and Dashy, we promise to get you cashy in a flashy. What? Oh, the tech. I'm leaving this shit on. You know how much this I'm taking this right back after this commercial. I know what you're thinking. Dashy, how do I know you are the right lawyer for me? Don't listen to me. Listen to my satisfied clientele. Dashy got me 1.6 billion on my malpractice. He even threw in some duct tape, a bag of Skittles, and this free rush card. Not to mention the boy cute as hell. Hey, boo. Uh, Dashy got me $66 million for my accident. God damn, he look like you ain't never recover. Lady, you look like all the Dashie got me $200 and an iPad for my slip and fall accident. I, I mean, the iPad was used, but. Anyway, um, here is another one of my satisfied clientele. Yo, the homie Dashie got me 3.3 jillion on my lawsuit. Still not satisfied? Maybe one of my celebrity friends could change your mind. Yo, it's your boy Hover, and you know Dashie helped me get all that cake. Cake, 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 cake. <laughs> he the only reason I could make Holy Grail. Yep. <laughs> How you think I got Justin Timberlake? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Your boy. Thank you, Dashy. Ho. You can sue mother for damn near anything nowadays, including slip and fall, car accident, he stole my girl, or she stole my man. Got caught cheating, but I still want to sue, though. That mother ate my lunch, and it had my name on it, too. Borrowed my Super Nintendo back in the day and still ain't returned it yet. Didn't follow me on Twitter. Didn't double tap my pics on Instagram and many more. Haven't been in an accident? That's okay. Hit us up. Let us know where you gonna be at and what time. We'll show up and make sure you get into one. Sure, you gonna be in a lot of pain, but hey, money heals all wounds. Need money right now? I'm talking about right, right, right now. Look, if your ass can't wait, call 555-7768, bitch. Dashie is not really a lawyer. Do not trust this motherfucker. He will take your chick and all your money. How do I know? Because the motherfucker did it to me, and I thought we were boys. That's fucked up. Hey, Tyrone, what you doing in Philly? I thought you was in Cali. Man, I was, but then they said we was having an earthquake, so I had to relocate. But come to find out, the only thing was cracking and shaking was your wife's ass cheeks when I was fucking along with that stuff. Just like yours. 
What's up, guys? This is the Scoreboard Quote of the Week, brought to you by nobody, because we're broke. This was supposed to be a segment dedicated to people that say amazing things. But as everybody knows, we'll focus on gems like this. I would, but uh, I know where that hand's been. And this. Studios, they make sure you ain't booty. Holy crap, I don't know who the hell we think we are. You couldn't stay off the weed. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. So with that being said, here are my two favorite guys, HBK and the Arcade. Welcome back, guys. It's the quote of the week. Uh, you want to go first? Yeah, yeah, first? yeah, yeah. I'll go first. Uh, so uh, my quote of the week goes to this guy uh, on Twitter. Uh, it's Rads. Uh, his at is feeling euphoric. Um, uh, <laughs> I like that. He sent this out. Uh, he sent this out about a week ago, and this shit had me laughing like like hell. Uh, babies born in the hospital are delivered. Babies born at home are DiGiorno. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's fucking stupid. But that's like right in my wheelhouse. Like I love stupid shit like that. Like something that was in my wheelhouse. I like. I I, I couldn't find the tweet. I like, but I remember it verbatim. It was from a girl, and she said, "The amount of pla- uh, no, said the amount of pancake booty I see on my timeline is fucking atrocious." It was only one, but damn it, that's one too many. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. I was like, "You bitch!" I like, you know, she is a national treasure, and we need to do everything we can to preserve this woman. I'm here for it. I like, you know, I don't like pancake booty either. <laughs> nope. Get him out of here. Get it out of here. As, like, as a guy that possesses a pancake booty, get it out of here. No, I like, but men, it don't matter. Yes, yeah, that's, 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 listen, I mean, in a perfect world, I mean, I'd be caked up too, but I'm not. I mean, I'm a honky. <laughs> to respect. Now, now, they, 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 some of these white girls be out here having that motherfucking thing on them. Yeah. That be, shit weird to me. They be caked out. Yeah, that shit wild to me now, cause I'm like over here. I'm like, how the fuck you gonna have the whole ass like ass like that? Mm. And like a lot of these white girls, like when I was younger, white girls had tits. That's what they did. Like when I was younger, like some of them be caked up a little bit, but like not nah, not like they are now. Like some of them, it's stupid, bro. It's stupid. Sometimes I'll be just walking out, I'm like, damn. And I'm like, damn, she white and she got a thing. All right, then. All right, then. All right, then. Okay. All right, then. That girl, that girl been eating her cornbread and milk. I feel you. I feel you. Hot water cornbread. That's what I said. Yeah. So, so <laughs> I like we had a national title. I like you know, title game. Alabama shellacked. I like Ohio State like we thought they would have. Man, they were, man, they were just dirty. Like Justin Fields, man. He uh, was hurt. He was hurt. Uh, Clemson, Clemson, man. Golski fucked his ribs up in that Clemson game. Yeah. Like where whereas Justin Fields fucked them up on the scoreboard. That shit was gross. <laughs> but uh like like it was funny, man, going into that game, uh like, you know, I was like, man, that shit gonna be over at halftime and I was right. It was just in the other direction. Uh You so, said just in the other direction. <laughs> I stand right, yeah. Well you sound like a Clemson fan. Well right? I just I just thought we had it and then it was like, no, I guess we don't. Fuck. Uh, they're like, hell yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. So uh, all I wish, you know, what I'm saying, Clemson fans, like you, like you know, I haven't forgot about you because you know, there's a place called the Scoreboard Bar and Grill where I'm the sole proprietor and the cook, and the arcade is the manager, and we have a special place for you guys over there with the New York Jets and the New England Patriots. Even though I'm proud of all the stuff the Jets did over in the off season so far, I still have a special spot in the Scoreboard Bar and Grill because they will be catching L's unless they prove otherwise. And you guys were over here this weekend. I am sorry. You know what I'm saying? And it's not because of, like, and Clemson fans all right just remember i don't have a problem with your school don't have a problem with your program i like Dabo sweeney you know what i'm saying I, li I like i like a lot of things you got going on it's you guys i don't like so whenever you get I like so just keep that in mind yeah keep that in mind yep uh, uh but i have a question though what I have you a got? question though what you got uh, like because you know because there were some other games that happened like you know because oh, yeah. you know we know that uh, we know the national title game was a fucking blowout and we'll, we'll, get, we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. get we'll get we'll get no, back no, to that I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, yeah we'll we got back. i have we'll, thing i have things to say about that yeah sure. so we'll get back to that so like they blew out uh notre dame which we all knew that oh, was yeah. gonna happen so oh, yeah. on that spectrum i like you know but i just want to touch on the clemson and ohio state game and just for the mere fact I like the thing for me, and this is just me coming from the outside looking in. I want to ask you, since you're a Clemson fan, just for the mere fact, the last time I dab dabbles, the last couple of time, two times I dabbles uh, Sweeney led team was in the playoff, which dating back from this playoff and the national title game, they were schlacked. Does that does that concern you? Because that kind of concerns me. No, I'll tell you why it doesn't concern me. Because like, so, I mean. That LSU team was just stupid. That LSU team was an NFL team on yeah. offense. Like, literally. Uh, yeah, we talked about it, but I expected a better showing from a Dabo yeah, Sweetland team. Yeah. And I expected a better showing of this team. So, so two of Trevor, also, two of Trevor Lawrence's worst games as a college player came in that building consecutively. That was kind of a strange thing yeah. uh, to watch. Because, I mean, he didn't play particularly well against Ohio State. Um uh, our, our offensive line needs to get better. Uh, we were a little thin at receiver this year. Um, that was that became – and then also the play calling. Like, Tony Elliott was out with COVID this year, which, again, yeah, I'm not trying to not trying to make these excuses because, I mean, hell, we just got beat. Like, mm -hmm. fucking A, you know. But I'm just saying, like, our play calling, like, on the first two drives, like, because I was sitting there thinking, shit, we about to run these motherfuckers. They can't stop us. Yeah. And uh, – you know, we were go doing stuff out at the boundary, and it was the same thing that our Alabama did to them too. Mm. Alabama, they couldn't, man, they could not stop Devontae Smith. What a fucking cheat code that guy is, by the way. <laughs> he won the Heisman Trophy, and he fucking deserved it. Yeah, you know, uh, the fur, the fur, uh, a receiver hasn't done that since Desmond Howard. Yeah, man. And which, hey, I was happy to see it. Like, good, good, good for him. You know, good for him. I fucking love that shit. Yeah, I like that shit. And I, I know a lot of Clemson fans were upset. They about Trevor should have won it. Listen, if Trevor played a full season, Trevor won it easy. But oh, like, did he? Did they? Did y'all play a full season? Trevor did. Trevor missed like two weeks of. With oh COVID, yeah, with COVID. Man. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, man. I, I was like, Trevor missed, and then then they canceled a game too. Like, oh Trevor, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, so Trevor missed like fucking like three games, man. So. Not and, and the mere fact, like you know, it was just like in good taste. I like Dabo Sweeney should have never said like you know Ohio State. That was that like. was clown shit. What an idiot! I, like, I, I love Dabo Sweeney. So, so I, I get the premise and I get his point, but yeah, like nah, nah, cause that's an L. That's a I like and like I, I remember I was we were talking about it because 
Dabo has said a lot of noteworthy things. Like, you know, they got a lot of negative press. Like, you know, and I was just saying, like, if that was, like, the first thing he would have said and he normally stayed quiet, like, you know, people would have gave him a pass. Like, he's said, like... He said, Dabo said a lot of stupid he, shit. He said a lot of stupid stuff this year and, like, and people are just ready to pounce on him. Yep, yep. And, I like, and those kids were letting them have it as they should have. I like, yeah. they felt very disrespected and they played like they were disrespected. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, that was the best game Ohio State played all year. Like uh, Justin Fields was angry about that. I'll tell you, man. There were some critics talking about him playing against. He, I think he shut a lot of people up that night. And and you know, like I said, he's playing through that rib injury that he got from Salt Skalski, and then um, he played pretty well at the beginning of the national title game because it was one of those things like he was keeping up with Alabama and I was like this is going to be a shootout and it was very entertaining until it wasn't well the thing is Alabama just had more talent yeah Alabama was just talented and better than them and when Alabama started getting stops and it was up to the Ohio State defense to get stops. They I could. knew that they were in trouble because I was like, these motherfuckers. And, like, you know, Mac Jones fumbled that ball. And I was like, well, maybe. But then it just it just didn't. Uh, it didn't materialize. No, it just it just didn't happen for them. But, uh, but yeah, man, like I said, uh, I have a ton of respect for Justin Fields. And Olave made a lot of difference on that Ohio State team uh, for sure. Uh, and he's going to be coming back. Yeah, he's going to be coming back. Um, so, I think Justin Fields is probably going to be the second quarterback off the board in this draft. He's a fantastic talent. Uh, Devontae Smith might have played himself into being the first wide receiver taken. Oh, he's, most definitely. He's fucking incredible. Uh, I, I love that kid. He's just – he's great. Uh, so, you know, I like I said, man, it was a good game until it wasn't. Yeah. And, you know, like, I, I, hate, I hated that, you know, because – I wanted it to be a shootout, and I wanted it to be entertaining throughout. But Alabama just had too much for them. They like Najee Harris, Najee Harris is fucking incredible. Yeah, I think Najee Harris is going to be the first running back taken ahead of Etienne probably yeah. now, um, too. So, like I said, man, um, we, we'll see how we'll see how the draft plays out. But you're going to see a lot of players off that Alabama team in the first round taken, and uh, you know it's it's pretty cool, man. Like you know, like. They they were able to wire to wire pretty much like win it like from the 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 poll at least yeah they they the CFP poll came out they were number one and they wired to wired that so you know that's that's good for them you which know? is kind of crazy as I was talking to Clemson fans and I was like. To be honest, even if y'all would have got past Ohio State, I don't know if y'all would have beat this oh, Bama no, team. No, they, no, God no. But, but that Ohio State team. I, man, I, I was like, because like just like how y'all had Big Mike, I like I don't see nobody in that secondary stopping Devontae. Hell no, we couldn't even stop a Lave, man. So, <laughs> you know, I mean that's that's the thing, man. You know, you just it was just their year, man. And you know, like I said, and you know what, they were very underrated too. They managed to be kind of under the radar, and then like, well, because they started out the year, the, at the beginning of the year, their defense sucked. Yeah, like it was a terrible. They they worked their way into playing better. Uh huh. You know, and uh, that was the thing with Alabama. Like like I said, they they were a terrible defense that became a not terrible defense. That came became really good defense. It came up that uh, became a good defense. So yeah, yeah. Because I was saying like, man, like this is probably the most under the radar quiet I have ever seen Alabama mm-hmm. road to a 
because people would talk about them and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. But you know, but as far as like you know, Clemson, Ohio State, and even Notre Dame got more press than Alabama, yeah. and they were just like the number one team, just sitting there chilling. Well, I mean, and the thing is, you know, like uh, Trevor Lawrence is gonna. I know, just speaking of Clemson, I know Trevor Lawrence is gonna be gone, but I mean, there's still a lot of shit to be excited about if you're a Clemson fan. I mean, like you know, we got that DJ Ugalele guy. I mean, he's great. Uh, DJ Uyunglele is awesome. Um, we great recruiting class. I mean, and just and the thing is, man, one thing that frustrates me is people are always like, "Well, y'all want to talk about this next year shit? Like you can get ruined right now." And so, just because our team's good doesn't mean we're not allowed to hope for a future. Like, just like if like fuck you. Like you can you can be excited about the next year of a season. I'll say because my my thing, like I get aggravated with that shit. Like well, people acting well, like I can't be excited about my next season. I was like, like fuck you. Like, I try to talk myself into the Vikings being good later. Well, the thing let that, me have that. Well, the thing with you is like you know you're a lot different from the other Clemson fans. Like you know normal Clemson fan, but like oh well it's about time. I like you know Ohio State that you finally beat us. Don't worry, we're gonna be back next year. Where y'all gonna be? They'll be right there too because Ohio State's have perennial their parade the big 10 sucks and i like is it's comments like that that piss me off yeah i mean the thing is like i like 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 i tell you all the time now the thing is for lsu when when clemson fans said that last year shitty as clemson fans are that was correct yeah because it's like lsu ogeron hadn't proven that they're a reload program yet and you don't lose joe burrow Justin Jefferson, Jamar your whole, Chase. Yeah, your whole offensive line, Clyde, Clyde Edwards Alaire, you don't Thaddeus Moss. You don't lose your entire offense and a lot of your defense and then be good. But it was a backhanded compliment though. Yeah. I like and that's yeah. I like and that's the thing that I, I cannot stand. I like, you know, nobody's saying you can't be I like, you know, cuz here's some here's what somebody said like my friend Angry Joey told me. He was like, "Every time Clemson loses, they always want to like write paragraphs and shit." I like, you know what I'm saying? They always want to write fucking paragraphs. It got to be by the fucking listen, man. When we also Ohio State, Ohio State was a better team. When we lost LSU, LSU was a better team. Like the only thing in the Clemson game Brandon Streeter proved that he wasn't a very good play caller. Tony, that our the game might would have went a little different if our offensive coordinator hadn't had COVID. But it, I don't know how much different it would have been because we couldn't stop a fucking nosebleed. Yeah, you know what I mean, like in that game. But at so, least, but at least you're willing to admit that. Like, yeah, and I and I can respect that. Like, yeah. but like I said, there's a lot of delusional Clemson fans who are very disrespectful. Oh yeah, very disrespectful. Yeah, they're like, bi- yeah, they're, they're they're big disrespectful because yeah. like, they were because they were talking about like you know. Like LSU and like and granted they were right, but at the same time, we're talking about right now, y'all got throttled. Oh, yeah. I like when after a lot of you guys were talking shit <laughs> that yeah. about y'all was gonna beat them. Yeah, I mean, dude, I feel listen, man. I I've never been more wrong about a Clemson game. Like I was sitting there, I was so confident. I was like, man, we're gonna kill them, and then LOL, no, we weren't. LSU? No, no, no. I knew we were gonna beat LSU. I knew that was about to be gross. Uh, no, I'm talking about fucking Ohio State. Yeah. I thought we were about to run them because they had all the deficiencies in their team. Alabama exploited. Yeah. Because I was like, man, their secondary is not very good. Like, duh, 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 duh. and those first couple of drives we had, I was like. Yeah, this is about to be this is about to be cake. Yeah, but then we got away from the stuff we we were ha- doing that was working. Yeah, it was the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Like, we were we were doing stuff on the boundary, which Alabama took a ton of advantage of mm-hmm. that shit. Like fucking Najee Harris on those slip screens and mm-hmm. shit. Fucking Devonte Adams, like 
or De- like Devonte Smith or yeah, whatever. Devonte Smith. Um, Devonte Adams. Adams play, too. Yeah, Devonte <laughs> Adams. Yeah, yeah, he's a freak too. Uh, fucking uh, speaking speaking of freakish receivers, but uh, yeah, Devonte Smith. Like man, they were moving him all over the field. Like, but they were bound a lot of boundary stuff. Yeah, that's the stuff that was working against Ohio State, mm-hmm. and we were doing that early, and we got away from that. And that's just play calling. Yeah, like just literally. Your bad coaching and play that's bad. Play that's bad coaching, bad play calling. Uh, you know, fucking. Davos Sweeney got out coached in that game, and Brandon Streeter had a bad game. Uh, he proved to me like shit. Tony Elliott is a lot more important than I fucking thought he was. You know what yeah. I mean? And anybody, Tony Elliott's just as important as Brent Venables. Yeah, that's what this game showed me. You know, whatever Davos paying him ain't enough. You need to pay him more. Pay that <laughs> motherfucker more <laughs> because the NFL scouts want him. Yeah, do well, whatever you got to do. Well, to keep well Tony him. Elliott wants to be a head coach, and he's probably he's probably gonna be a head coach one day. He's very good. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, man, you know, again, but uh, but get back, get back to this Ohio State game, uh, real quick. Um, you know, freaking again, it was really interesting because you know, like, like I said, watching Justin Fields try to struggle through the rib injury proved a lot of people like this is a tough motherfucker. Yeah, proved like. And, um, you know, that game he had against Clemson was crazy. Um, great fucking player. Um, I say, he I, pr- you see, he proved he can step up in a big moment. He can rise to the occasion and improve the national title game. Let you know that he's not a bitch. Yeah, exactly. So that's big for him. And I think if you're Ohio State, I mean, like, you're probably disappointed that you didn't finish finish the thing. But at the same time, man, this Alabama team is really fucking good, yeah. man. They just like, you really got you got to think this Alabama team would have beat anybody in the playoffs. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's absolutely. This Alabama team be with the way they were playing at the end of the year. Nobody, nah. nobody was gonna beat. Nobody them. was gonna beat them, man. Just not at all. So you know, yeah, like nobody was gonna beat them. I like you know, just for the mere fact, like no, like that's not that that wasn't a thing. Because I was I was telling some Clemson fan like if y'all would have made it there, they would have rolled y'all too. Absolutely, they'd have fucking. It might have been worse. I was like, they would have rolled y'all too. Like I, I was telling them, like like I was telling you earlier, just like how y'all had Big Mike that year and he was unguardable. This kid Devontae Smith is unguardable. Y'all yep. don't have that. Yep. I like and one of y'all best corners from last year was Jamar Chase was giving it to him. Ask him how good of a day he had. At the, I like yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking AJ Terrell got tore up by Jamar Chase and Justin, Justin Jefferson. Jefferson. Justin, and he's in the NFL, y'all. Yeah, and Justin Jefferson is the best young receiver in the league. Yeah, like now, so you know, and he might not have been the best receiver on his team. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's what's fucked up thinking about that. So, <laughs> so you know, but like I said, man. Um, Shout out to Alabama. Yeah, I mean, you know, Nick Saban broke his tie with Bear Bryant, you know. Like with six national titles. Yep. Gross. So, uh. Hey, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, success. Hey, Saban, Saban's a great coach, man. What are you, you going to do? So, fucking A. But, um, yeah, man, like I said, it was a, it was a good. Which is crazy because we're, well, like, it's hilarious. We're starting to see him do it with offense now. It's like he finally came to a sense. It's like, oh, yeah. I need a fucking quarterback. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. I like you would think him getting torched by Deshaun Watson twice and torched by Trevor Lawrence. You'd be like, you know what? Well, I mean, he figured it out after Deshaun. Yeah, he figured it out then, and he tried to go that way, and it just took him a few years. I mean, you got to uh, then you like then. I'll say this, man. If you're a Clemson fan, though, like uh, obviously Trevor's a transcendent talent. And, you know, 
you're not going to have him next year, and that's probably a bummer. But you got but DJ, though. DJ's fucking cool as fuck. The two games he played, he looks great. Mm-hmm. That kid didn't look like no damn freshman. Mm-hmm. And uh, he looked fantastic. And I think that, you know, obviously Etienne's going to be fucking gone, too. That's going to be a big deal for Clemson. But uh, I think that in a lot of ways, like, well, Darian, you're, you're, well, you're, well, you're, well, Darian Richards coming back, so. Darian Richards coming back. Uh, you're going to have uh, Darian Kendrick. You're going to have pretty much the whole defense. is the Clemson's entire defense returned. Yeah. So, like, you know, and the guys that could have graduated, like Skalski, like, took his COVID exemption to play next year. Yeah. Like, Nolan Turner did the same thing. Like, there's a lot of that. So, Clemson might have the best defense in the country next year, maybe. They're going to have a really good young quarterback. If they could get their wide receivers and running back figured out, their offensive line is going to be a lot better next year, too. Yeah. So, Clemson might be primed to win it all next year. Mm-hmm. Who knows? They'll be in the mix, at least. Yeah. And, you know, that's better than, you know, that's better than you can really ask for. It's like, all you can, it's all you can really ask for. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, coming up next, I've got some NFL uh, playoff action. It's crazy. We had so much shit going on. I like that the NFL playoffs is like, you know, the third segment. But we're going to have that in the Thug Life moment of the week. You guys keep a lock on the scoreboard. I mean, not Podomatic, but, uh, but on Anchor. Presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Really, Really, Really Bad Dancer. Mr. Really, Really, Really Bad Dancer. Arm swinging, knees bending, head bobbing to no particular rhythm. You're either dancing or you have fleas. Call me a doctor. As soon as you hit the dance floor, the taunts begin. Is that all you got, Clea? Unfortunately, yes, that's all you got. Who's in the house? Some guy who can't dance. That's who's in the house. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, Mr. Happy Feet, because you really put the oogie in boogie. You are listening to Podomatic Radio. You're listening to The Scoreboard with your host, Michael Hill and Ryan Kay. Catch them here every Tuesday on Podomatic Radio. Something that has to warm up before you use it, sir. How about your wife?
This is the Scoreboard Thug Life Moment of the Week. Brought to you by nobody. Because we're on a budget. This is the place where douchebag behavior isn't only welcome, but it's celebrated. Now, here's your host, HBK and the Arcade. What's up, everybody? Like, it's a Thug Life Moment of the Week, and if you're out here doing Thug Life shit, and like in this in this new year in 2021, we want to hear from you. And in order to do that, you can hit us up via email, or you can hit us up via our Facebook page, or you can hit us up via Twitter. So, Ryan, I'm gonna let you go first because mine's gonna be pretty cool. Yeah, man. Uh, so my Thug Life Moment of the Week goes to Dame Lillard, the God. Love Damian Lillard. He's fucking awesome. Uh, the other day in a post game. Uh, he sat there and um, um, some dude was interviewing him. You know, like it was a post game interview, and dude asked a question or something. And uh, Dame stopped, like, you know, Dame answered the question. And he goes, He's like, Oh, so, he goes, Also, Alan, blah, 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 or like whatever the guy's name was. Let's just, for the sake of this, just be like, Alan is the guy's name. He's like, Oh, Alan, yeah. Um, don't, for, don't think I didn't forget when you said that me and CJ weren't the best backcourt in the league, blah, blah, blah. You know, yeah. like on Twitter, he's like, "You said that on Twitter, blah 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 blah." And the dude sat there and was like, "Wait, what?" He's like, "Yeah, you tweeted that out that like we weren't the best backcourt in the NBA." Like I, rem- I remember that. <laughs> and he sits there and he's like, "Well, he go- he goes, who's better? Who who's better than us?" And then he was like, uh, "I said." That, you know, I didn't think it was just like that. He goes, I didn't even say that you weren't. I just said that maybe there's an argument for Beal and Westbrook. And like Dame Lillard just like whole ass the whole time this man's talking just is staring stone faced. Hadn't just doesn't say a word. And then like it's uh, like dude finishes talking and just awkward silence for like 10 seconds doesn't say a fucking word it was funny as hell man i was crying laughing at that i was like that shit is great if you haven't seen that go look that shit up it's funny as hell i like i remember when kevin durant was fucking on charles barkley charles barkley gave him like gave him like like this it was like a two-part question where you could be he could elaborate on kevin durant just like yeah <laughs> just like, yeah, he don't fuck with Charles Barkley at all. Yep, yep. Oh, I, I think that was I think that was Christmas Day. He was just like, yeah, mm-hmm. just just like, well, yeah, what? <laughs> yep. Oh shit. Well, what you, what, what's uh, your third life moment? My, you my you th- got some heat. Yeah, I got some heat. One of my coworkers, he shall remain nameless, but he's a goddamn legend. Like, our boss, like, you know, has our numbers, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so... <laughs> I heard from one of the other people, and they said, Yo, I like so-and-so tech... Like, our boss texted so-and-so, asked if he was coming to work. He said, You know what this dude did? He said, What'd he do? He said, This motherfucker sent up a picture of Kyrie Irving. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know what the fuck that meant. <laughs> 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 oh my god <laughs> oh, that's funny as hell oh fuck <laughs> oh man you sent that to the picture of Kyrie <laughs> that's funny as fuck oh god I was like 
I wanted to ask him what kind of picture that he sent. God, that's funny as hell. <laughs> and make sure to tell your boy Adon that, too, because I know he'll get a kick out of that. Man, man, I'm telling Larry Legend that shit. The next <laughs> he's going to think that's funny as hell. He said, yeah, this dude said you sent him a picture of Kyrie Irving. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Oh, my God. God, that's incredible. Oh, man. That, oh man, that's some that's some gangster shit. <laughs> that's some gangster shit. Oh fuck. Oh man, the divisional round of the playoffs. <laughs> yep. Um. So the games were pretty bad. Uh. So the that Bucks that Bucks Saints game was just. It was Drew, okay. It was okay until it wasn't. Drew Brees is old. Tom Brady is old. old. It was old. I hated it. That wasn't that wasn't even a game I was looking forward to. No, that was a bad game. Uh, the fucking Ravens. That was the game. Yeah, what was a bummer about that? So like the wind was fucked up in that game. Yeah. So like there was no passing offense mm-hmm. in it, and that was a bummer because like you know like like you know I it was one of those things where like I remember sitting there and it was tied at three at the half. Justin Tucker. Couldn't even like he missed two field goals in that game because the that, wind the wind was starched. Yeah, white that, flags. Yeah, that was that shit was weird. You know, you know, you ran for a bad time of one of the best kickers to ever do it. Yeah, can't make damn field goals. So they made so they were tied though at three apiece, and you know again this was supposed to be a high octane offense. You know because their defenses are both good too, but yeah. like. You can't throw the ball. You can't throw the ball. Yeah. And so, I remember it was one of those things where I was sitting there and I was like, well, first team to score a touchdown probably wins this one. Yeah. And then the Bills got down there. They ran the ball, like, on their first drive to start the second half. They ran the ball very successfully. And um, they got down to the red zone. And they were smart enough to throw a wide receiver screen to Stephon Diggs. And Diggs got in because he's fucking excellent. And, uh... So that was pretty cool to see, and uh, so then Lamar Jackson got concussed at the end of the game. That was a bummer. But what was really cool and a really classy thing is the uh, Bills Mafia. Those fans are, those fans are wild. But a lot of times they're pretty nice people. Yeah, uh, they uh, they're like, hey guys, uh, let's uh, you know, they donated a bunch of money to uh, like Lamar Jackson has a charity he yeah. likes a lot. Yeah, and and. Uh, his um, the Bills donated like the Bills fans donated like three hundred and sixty thousand dollars to that charity, Sweet. like just as like a hey get better Lamar sorry that happened like blah 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 yeah. like it's pretty pretty classy gesture yeah. by the Bills fans man you know because they obviously didn't want that to happen yeah and Jackson like I but getting back to it like you know the Bills go up ten to three and then Lamar Jackson gets them down their red zone he throws a pick six. Yeah, like I in that. the yeah, when that happened, I was like, "This game really over." Yeah, this game super over. Yeah, it was probably. I was like, "If they could score here, it might not be over." But then when that happened, it was that game was yeah, done. Over. That game was done. So, uh, you know, again, I um, like I said, it it, it should have been more fun than it was. 
Um, yeah, because that was the game I was looking forward to. Yeah, you had the Packers versus uh, God, who did the Packers play? The Packers played the uh, the uh, the Rams. Yeah, that sucked. That was a bad game because I, I Jared Goff's thumb was hurt still, and like he looked better than he did the week before, but like he wasn't right. And uh, Aaron Donald was hurt. Yeah, I think something was wrong with his ribs because they were like, yeah, he there, was. There, there was like a sound clip of like the, I think like one of his teammates, like he was just sitting there, like he was just like gasping for air. And he was like, "Yo, you think I should hit you in your ribs, like you know, to make you feel better?" He's a man. If you don't get your fat ass away from me, yeah. He was like, "Hey man, I'm trying to make sure you feel better." He was like, "Nah." Yeah. <laughs> Aaron Donald over there dying. <laughs> yeah, man. That, that's what I'm saying. He's trying. He's trying to leave it out there on the field. Jalen Ramsey got beat by Devontae Adams a few times. He also got beat by Lazard once, like which was pretty funny. But hey, he's not used to out there playing in that frozen tundra, dude. That was the thing, man. I was telling everybody, I was like, man, I was like, Packers got home field. That's gonna be fucked up. I was like, that cold ass shit. I like, and I think the Bucks are gonna have a bad time of it too. Hell yeah. Outside of maybe Tom Brady. I was like, Tom Brady used to that, but I like it. him and Gronk and AB. But that's a different type of cold. Yeah, I was like, man, that's, that shit in Green Bay is gross, man. So I think, uh, you know, I think the Packers are about to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, I like, and I think, I think the because they, they, their running backs are really good, man. I like, I think the Bills are going to go to the Super Bowl. I like, I'm picking them to beat the Chiefs this week. That wouldn't surprise me, man, because I mean, you know, Mahomes got Mahomes got concussion protocol. Like, I don't know what the fuck's going to be up with him. And you know, honestly, man, the Chiefs have just been winning. To they only lost like what one game this year? Or something. Yeah, they're due for another one. They're due for another one, man. And uh, so, you know, Mahomes is great, but like. The thing is, they can't just keep fucking, like, coming back and, like, winning. Yeah. And, you know, like, they, they're just, nah. Like, they're, they're due. They're due another another loss for yeah, them. Sure. They're, they're doing a loss. Like, I'm picking Buffalo to, uh, picking Buffalo to beat, uh, Kansas City. You heard it here first. Yeah. You heard it here first. I'm like, are there any other games? That was it. That was, was all. It. That was all four games, man. Really. Uh, like I said, you had. I mean, because, again, you know, like I said, that's why I was like, none of the games were really particularly good. Like, that was the bummer of it because. Oh, yeah, because I knew I knew the Chargers was going to get rolled down in Lambeau. I like, you know, the uh, the Saints and um, Bucks game, I, I was like, I don't think it's going to be as great as people think it was going to be. Yeah. I like, and Drew, Drew Brees, I like, you know, showed his age. And if this was the last time we saw Drew Brees, I like, it was an honor and pleasure. I, I disagree. Fuck Drew Brees. <laughs> I don't like the Saints for obvious bounty gate reasons, so I don't care about Drew Brees or his career. I mean, I'm, I'm happy. Listen, he's a, he's had a great career, man. Like, congratulations to him, but like, fuck the Saints. Like, I'm tired of them. I'm not, look. I uh, I'm very much, and this is a thing. I saw a stat that I thought was fascinating that Baker Mayfield was the oldest play quarterback on the AFC side of things. He's 25. He's the oldest quarterback. He's like a. He's not much older than Mahomes. Yeah. And uh, like I thought that was a really cool stat. Yeah. Because uh, I'm over here like man. The, the young guns. I'm here for some young blood, man. I'm sick of these fucking old fucks. I'm, I'm tired of seeing Ben Roethlisberger, Tom Brady. Brady. Fucking. I'm tired of Drew Brees. I'm tired of Aaron Rodgers. He's 37. He's the next old guy to go. Fucking. You know. I'm tired of these motherfuckers. Get them out of here. Like fuck them. Fuck all of them. <laughs> and, you know, like, get all these old pieces of shit out of here. I'm trying to see some new, new young blood. That's why I'm happy the Bills are doing well. I like that's it. fun for me. I like it. Yeah, I'm tired. Like I'm it. happy to see Justin Herbert cooking. Like, that's some cool shit. Mm-hmm. Fucking, uh, you know, I'm... 
Get these old quarterbacks the fuck out of here. Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, young blood. Dak, Give me it. Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott. Russell like, Wilson. Even like, though he's not young, he's like 32. Yeah, I say Russell Wilson. I, I I can't really put him in that young blood and new blood category. Yeah. Like fuck him. Like whatever. He's he's a good quarterback, but I don't I don't care about Russell Wilson what's like up, that. What's up with your hate for Russell Wilson? I ain't really that hated, man. It's just fucking I just I don't I don't care about him the same way I'm excited about some of these other young quarterbacks. Cause he's been doing it for he's been good for a while. Like Yeah, whatever. but like the thing is importance with Russell Wilson. If it wasn't for Russell Wilson, a lot of these guys probably wouldn't even got the chance to probably Oh, Kyler Murray. There is no Kyler Murray without Russell Wilson. Probably. I like. I feel like there's a lot of these guys. Mm-hmm. I like just for the mere fact. I like you know Russell Wilson kind of kind of broke the stigma of like that, short quarterbacks. Just short quarterbacks and you know African American quarterbacks that could run and take. You could give the I keys mean, Michael, to a franchise. Michael, Michael, Michael Vick. Yeah, but did you a lot for that too. Yeah, but you couldn't trust him. Mm-hmm. Like whenever he had a dogfighting thing, it was just like, well, that, see, yeah, that's true. Motherfuckers so, wanted to clown him. Yeah, yeah, and they still clown him to this day. So uh, Russell Wilson is more of like, you know, hey, you're you're comfortable giving this guy of African American descent your franchise and him not fuck it up. Yeah, oh yeah, so, like, so 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 to me that that's that that's for Russell me that's, Wilson's cool, man. Like I'm just saying, he's not fucking. He's not a young quarterback. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. That's the only reason I said that. Like I don't, he doesn't apply in this conversation with Josh Allen, who I was real low on, and he's continued to prove me wrong, and which is good for him. You know, like I said, you got all these young ass, exciting quarterbacks in the league right now, and I'm over here like, said, Shit, yeah, inject this into my veins. He also has like, you know, a lot of it, the Bills. Oh, uh, the Bills haven't failed him either. Yeah, no, the Bills have done a lot to like, like, dude, Sean McDermott's fucking great. What mm-hmm. a great fucking coach. He deserves a ton of credit, man. Mm-hmm. He's awesome. Like, I, I, you know, they, I think they still have, they have Leslie Frazier as their defensive coordinator, which yeah. is fire. It's like Brian Dable might stay since. Um, mm-hmm. Since I think uh, the Chargers got all uh, that uh, got the uh, no since the Chargers got the uh, DC from mm-hmm. Joe Staley yeah. or Brandon Staley. Yeah, but it. I'll say this too: uh, you have a uh, you know they're a GM uh, that they got from they got the assistant GM under David Gettleman from yeah. the Panthers. Yeah, and I know my friend Zach is still fucking mad as shit that they let him go. Yeah, he's still so fucking mad about that, but. Uh, you know that that dude's done a really good job of drafting in Buffalo. Yeah. And then you know, like doing that, like getting Stefan Diggs really set their offense over the top. Yeah. And you know that's one of the few trades I've seen where it worked out well for both teams because yeah. like Stefan Diggs is a gangbuster and one of the best receivers in the league, but you know the Vikings benefited too because they got Justin Jefferson, who's the best younger receiver in, in football the, in the game. So he's younger and cheaper than Diggs, and yeah. he's almost as good. Like, you know, right now. Right now. That's fucking crazy. So, you know, like I said, that's a, you know, that's a win all around. It's a win all around. You don't see that too much. So, championship weekend is this weekend. Yep. Also, we're going to be discussing those games. I like you next week. You know what I'm saying? But coming up next, I like your questions are in. I like and We're going to answer them. You guys keep a lock on the scoreboard on Anchor.
Crazy, right? That's a tattoo, though. You want to get that? Hulu has live sports. Really? Yep, it's in my contract. It's in the contract. Can we at least change the font? If you want to be sued. Well, what if it's coming out of a dragon's mouth? Well, exactly. No dragons, no mouths. None of that. We could do like a tough dolphin splashing yeah, like, out. How large? Uh, yeah. Oh. How much are they paying you? Get that money. Hulu has live sports. Get that money. What's up, guys? You've been listening to The Scoreboard. Like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash scoreboard 808. And you can also follow HBK and The Arcade on Twitter at DXHeartbreakKid and Arcade. And remember, you can catch us every Tuesday on Podomatic Radio. It's already 110 in the summer. And if it gets one degree hotter, I'm going to kick your ass. Hey, guys, it's mail time. This is the part of the show where we answer your questions. We usually expect questions like these. Tell me about Spider-Man. Why wasn't Thor in that one? Do you guys think that if MJ hadn't died, he would still be alive today? And these. What the fuck do a mermaid got to do with coffee any motherfucking way? And for the love of God. You spell check. Take it away, fellas. Appreciate it, bro. It's that time. All right, you know, it's mail time with you guys, which is my favorite part of the show. Where you guys, you guys have been sending questions like for like the past like two weeks, and it's kind of been hard for me to keep and uh, keep contact and keep intact with all of it. So we got four questions right now. Uh, first question comes from Paul from California. He said, yo, Mike, how you feel about Robert Sally as your coach? As a Niner fan, I think you guys got a good one. If not, he'll at least be better than Adam Gase. And I think that's a win in my book because nobody because nobody wants that dude. And anybody is better than that guy. I very mean, very well said, man. I mean, yeah. Adam Gase sucks. And I like I like the 49ers defensive coordinator. They were they were one of the worst defenses in the league a few years ago. And then now and they're now they're one of the one of the better ones. Yeah, I mean, so I will say this. I don't love defensive coordinators as head coaches that much. I really don't. Um, you know, Vrabel's doing a pretty good job in Tennessee. But the thing is, there's always a period of time where defensive coordinator coaches, their defenses are bad, and they get fired. Yeah. Um, my, uh, my head coach is a defensive coordinator head coach, and our defense is bad. And it is not fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And right now, like it is a fucking nightmare because we have a terrible quarterback and our defense sucks. That's the only problem with defensive coordinators as coaches. Mm-hmm. Offensive oriented and sharp offensive minds, you can usually find a pretty good defensive coordinator and get your defense mm-hmm. right. But, but I like said so with Robert Sally, he's bringing Mike LaFleur, yeah. who's bringing this Niner off. I love, so, I, I love, so I love that. I love that. Honestly. Yeah, like, and just from the reason, the mere fact that, that him and Joe D had no like they, you didn't know they didn't know each other until now, and the mere fact he was making a, able to make an impression on that guy. Yeah. I like to the point where he was like, yo, that's the guy that we want. I like, you know, and I've been pretty happy with the decisions Joe D has made, you know, like, you know, thus far. Yeah, I mean, well, he's, a, he's, well, I would say, yeah, within the one year since he's taken over, I mean, y'all had a good draft last year. Yeah. Like, you know, 
I said, we got two first rounds for Jamal Adams. I like, you know, there's a possibility, like, well, like some people, ask, someone asked me about that question. We'll answer that later. But there's a lot of good stuff going on. So I like, and the mere fact, it's just a culture change. I like, you know, for like, just from him. I like, we just wanted somebody that just wasn't Adam Gase. Yeah, yeah, because Adam Gase is a fucking loser. Because I, I think. It's awful. Because so, I think Todd Bowles was straight. I think Mike McCagnet failed him. I, I think I think that too. I think that Todd Bowles, I really do. I think that Todd Bowles would have been fine uh, had he been put in a better situation to succeed by his GM. Yeah, Mike McCagnan failed Todd Bowles. I mean, oh. look at the job that Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles is already getting head coaching consideration again. now. Again, I like you know, and that's I like, and that's my thing. I like I know the Megan coach. He led us to a ten and six record his first year. Yeah. So it was just like. And he looked better. Sam Donald looked better up under him than he did in the two years up under Adam Gase. So it was just like, I like that. That's another thing. So I like. I think Joe D is going to put Robert Sala in, in the in the in the best position to win. And I think Robert Sala is going to hire the right people for the job. Right. So I like. So I'm excited about that. I like. I understand like all the defensive. I like you know coordinator stuff. I like. I get all that. But at the same time, I like the hire. I, I like. I like the hire. Yeah, I like what he's about. I like you know, this is the first time like in a long time I've seen where you know what I'm saying like a, a coaching move was made, and both uh, both fan bases were just like yeah, and like the fan, neither fan base was like yo, congrats, you guys got a great one. Yeah. I like good luck. I like good luck. Like it wasn't like the Adam Gates where people were like woo, we're so glad to get rid of him. Good luck with that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. You know, like it's not like that. So I like it. Like that, that that says a lot about him. Hopefully, it can translate, you know, into the into the football field. So I'm very excited about him. I like long as he's not Adam Gase, I would have much rather had Larry K as my quarter, uh, my 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 coach and Adam Gase. Larry K win you seven games probably. He'd like he'd win me set he'd win me seven games the first year and he'd win me seventeen games next year and go to the Super Bowl. Let's go go. <laughs> oh man, I like another one. I like Gabe from New York. Said, yo, fellas, happy new year. He said, Mike, how excited are you about the possibility possibility of getting Deshaun Watson? I was telling Ryan, like, I'm extremely excited about the possibility. I don't know if Joe D is gonna uh gonna pull the trigger on that because the Texans are gonna want a lot. But it's totally doable to the point where, you know what I'm saying, we give them the first round picks and we still have enough draft capital to still make like, you know, still have a really good team around him. And the mere fact that somebody having somebody like Deshaun Watson would attract other free agents here. I was telling Ryan earlier, if we get Deshaun Watson, you don't think Allen Robinson not coming? Yep. You, I don't, mean, you don't think somebody like a Chris Godwin not coming? That's what I'm saying, man. Like, you got to – I mean, y'all have one of the highest salary cap spaces available. Y'all should be able to get a bunch of free agents. And then if you do – Obviously, Deshaun Watson will eat up a fair amount of money because he has a really big contract. But, but uh, he has a big contract. But in a couple of years, that contract's going to be tame because you got to think Lamar Lamar Jackson and uh, Josh Allen are going to get paid like at least forty, uh, like forty million. I like you know what I'm saying and. Uh, like and that's gonna get paid. Like and the mere fact the cap hit for like for next year will be eleven, eleven million. Then the next three years it'll be under forty million. It'll be thirty three, thirty five, and maybe thirty seven. So you're getting a franchise quarterback, a top three to top five quarterback under full forty million dollars a year. So that's pretty good. That, yeah. that, that that's that's a pretty good deal. Yeah, like you're getting them at a steal and as at a, as a bargain at that point. So so here's the thing. I I saw a thing the other day. That was like, if you're, there are six t- 
to eight teams in the league that shouldn't make the call for yeah. Deshaun Watson. Uh, should it or should? Shouldn't. Oh. Every other team in the league should call the Texans. Mm-hmm. Every other team. And I agreed with it. And it was like the, the teams were like Seattle, uh, Seattle, Baltimore, uh, Buffalo, Tampa Bay, just because Tom Brady's, there's just too much money tied up in yeah. him. You, you just can't do it. Yeah. Green Bay, uh, Buffalo. I think Buffalo was one of them, and uh, like, like there's just a few teams, yeah. like, like it's like hey, all these teams, like you know, and it was teams with like obvious, like the Chargers, like you know, the Cardinals, yeah, like outside, outside of these teams, every other team in the league should call. I mean, they should call, but the thing is, they don't have the draft capital, nor do they have the money because the no. salary cap is going to go down. No, exactly. Like, I mean, that's the thing, man. Like we're. Uh, yeah, we're not fucking. Good. I saw. I would like to see uh, Deshaun Watson in purple. Uh, I'd be. I can't even. I can, I can't even convince myself that that's but, gonna happen. Well, but, I would love to. It's a pipe but dream. With but with Kirk Cousins, <laughs> it's just like you're like, hey, then Kirk Cousins' face just comes up. What a like, nightmare! Hey, what a nightmare! <laughs> I would kill to see Deshaun Watson throw the ball to Justin Jefferson. Like, cause I was talking to my dad about it. Like, we were joking around, and I was like, man, I was like, listen, I was like, I'd whole ass look at the Texans and be like, you want Dalvin Cook? You want three first-round picks? You want Harrison Smith? Blah, blah. Listen, bro. You want anybody not named Justin Jefferson? Take them. Take them. You can have them. Eric, Fuck Ken- them. Eric Kendricks? Take them. I love Danielle Hunter. Take them. Get them out of there. Get them out of there. Get them out of there. Would you like our coaching staff too, sir? Yeah. You, Get Mike Zimmer? Here. Get them out of here. Get them out of here. Get them the fuck out of here. Get them out of here. Like... Like, so, uh, but yeah, that's sh- that shit, man. Oh, but I, yeah, but I'm totally excited at the, um, cause I was telling people earlier, whether we get Deshaun or not, we're like in a good space cause I'll be happy whichever way we go. But us getting Deshaun Watson gives us instant credibility. I like to say the least. Oh yeah. Just for the mere fact, like, you know, nobody was really giving us credit for the Robert Sala hire. People were still there saying like, oh, Urban Meyer is a way better hire than Robert Sala to the Jets. And I'm just like, okay. All right, cool. I like, cool. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, the amount of dick, they, the, the, the amount the amount of D, uh, Urban Meyer dick ESPN sucks is, is, is crazy. Yeah, man. They love like them. it's crazy. I like, you know, so I, like, I think that will make us legit. Yeah, may I think that'll make us totally legit. I right. I would hope so, cause that, cause him coming through that door would immediately not make us a laughing stock. Yeah, yeah, nah, for sure, for sure. So, and and we have a GM that I know that's not gonna, uh, that's not gonna, um, that's not gonna fail him. Yep, well, pretty right. good. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a pretty good situation. I like, and we hit, and we can give up the most. I like, and he doesn't want to be there, so we kind of have leverage. That's true. So. Uh, next question. Uh, it comes from Kyle from Boston. It said, fellas, how's it going? Happy New Year. So I know it's early in the NBA season, but what team has surprised you thus far? Surprised me. Hmm. I'm trying to think. Uh, I don't think their their record's very good, but the Hawks have looked better than I thought they would. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, I, I don't remember what their record is, but I've been weirdly impressed with them. Like at times this season, uh, the they're, whole- they're, they're, they're more exciting to watch. I like for me, like it'll be the Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix, yeah, the, the Phoenix Suns are pretty cool to watch. Uh, 
The uh, the Charlotte Hornets also, man. Lamelo Ball's fucking cool, dude. Yeah. Like, and there are like people were bitching about the Gordon Hayward signing, and Gordon Hayward the other day had like fucking twenty one points in the first half. He scored twenty five. Like he went a little quiet in the second half, mm-hmm. but you know, usually if you score twenty one points and a half, like you're going to have a quiet second half. Yeah. Usually that's you know like so. It's been it's the Hornets have been fun to watch. Uh, you know, I'm surprised that the Wizards look worse than they do because I had them like kind of being like an intriguing team. Yeah, I'm surprised, I'm surprised about surprised, that. I'm surprised they. I like. I'm surprised that the Knicks are as competitive as they are. Yeah, that's been kind of weird too. That that has been kind of weird. I think that has a lot to do with Tom Thibodeau and like you know him not taking no bullshit. They're gonna play hard. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, which I like that. I do like that. Uh, Julius Randle's look pretty cool in some yeah, games. Yeah, Julius Randle's having a career year across the board. So yeah, I like they needed one guy to do something like that. R.J. Barrett has looked better. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So like they're they're slowly building like you know something in there. Yeah, I like you know they got some decent veterans like you know Austin Rivers is there. Like Obi Top uh, Obi Toppin, he looks all right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's still trying to find his way. I think he averages like 10 points a game, I believe. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, but he's exciting, you know, like, because he can jump out the stadium. I like, so, yeah, they got some, they got some cool stuff going on right now. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I, I'm looking at it. Like, I didn't think, like, you know, their record was as good as it was. Like, they're in seventh place in the, uh, no, they're in sixth place in the East right now. Good for them. But, but it's, it's early and a lot of shit could happen. But as of right now, you ask, like, you know, when it's early in the season, who we thought. But for me, it's the Phoenix Suns. They're fourth in the Western conference i like i like chris paul has made a big deal on that young squad yep it's cool i like it's cool like you know one of my favorite players of all time yep. also love me some chris paul so i like and, and and i think and i think it was good just for the mere fact like you know those young guys needed somebody to look up to and get their asses in gear and like yep. you know and not play around like those guys treat this shit like a fucking business now because chris paul isn't gonna have it any other way yep you know, like so, like they were gonna, so like, so that's what you bring Chris Paul there for, for the leadership, and like you know, what I'm saying, like they needed somebody of that caliber, of that level, to look up to and to learn from. That can do nothing but help you out. You need guys like that in the locker room. Yep. Like especially with with somebody like a Devin Booker, like you know, what I'm saying, who doesn't really know. Yep. I like. I'm pretty sure, like you know, if he was to talk to him behind closed doors, like he would say, having Chris Paul around has helped him tremendously. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, last question comes from Brandon from Phoenix. He was like, sup, guys. Hope all is well. What moves in the MLB offseason have stood out to you guys? The fucking Padres trading for every motherfucker in the world. (laughs) What do you mean? Like, that shit has been crazy. They have traded. They have traded for Blake Snell. They traded for fucking... They, today, literally, they traded to the fucking Pirates for Joe Musgrove. <laughs> what are they doing? They've traded for fucking everyone. Their rotation is about to be the stupidest shit of all time. They literally have fucking... They, so, Joe Musgrove is going to be a five. Like, they're fucking retarded. Like, uh, they're basically doing some Yankee shit. And I like and my thing is, I like... But, like, I need y'all to have that same energy. But you, nobody's ever been mad at the Padres, and they ain't paying for these dudes. They have, they've been drafting. The Padres have been bottom-rung fucking prospect hoarding forever. <laughs> 
And the thing is, dude, Blake Snell don't have Blake Snell still under a fucking very team friendly deal. He's yeah. under club control for a few years. Yeah, fucking like, and that's what they're doing. They're trading for these young gun fucking pitchers that aren't making a shit ton of money. Ain't no, Joe Musgrove ain't Joe Musgrove ain't made no damn money yet. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. And and that's the thing, Chris, uh, Mike Clevenger. They traded for him. Clevenger's under club control for another couple of seasons. Yeah. Like, the shit is stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, every other... Like, look, there have been some other moves, and I'll talk about those in a second. But, like, the fact that, like, their fucking... Their rotation... Oh, don't they still got Manny Machado? Like, so... Yeah. Yeah. So, literally... Okay. So... Their rotation, they traded for you. Mm-hmm. They have Blake Snell. They have Joe Musgrove. They still have Chris Paddock. They still have the they have the top left-handed prospect in baseball in McKenzie Moore. Mike Clevenger is going to be on the injured injured list. So they're all under control for a while. And they still have um they have Denelson Lamette. Like it's stupid as fuck. Like well, aren't they in a national league? Yeah, they're in the NL West. Oh, good luck. Like, dude, dude, that shit's crazy. And then, then you know, obviously, like they went and signed a, they went and signed a really good fucking second baseman from Korea. Like, he was like the top. I think he was like one of the top international prospects. Yeah. Like, they signed him. Like, fucking dude, shit's stupid. Mm-hmm. So they they have this ridiculous rotation. They still have Eric Hosmer. They have Fernando Tatis. They have Manny they, Machado. They have Manny Machado. Like this is dumb, dude. Their their lineup is dumb. It's pretty cool. Like I think it's gonna be fun to watch them next year. Um, they're they're real swaggy and exciting. But outside of that, um. The Braves did a lot of cool shit to fucking bolster their rotation. The Yankees low-key made a couple of real good moves. They went and got Kluber. They got LeMayhew signed for good quality a dollar. That was smart. Outside of that, I'm trying to think. Uh, John Lester went to the fucking Nationals today. That was interesting to see. Uh, trying to think of some other other guys that like got some... You know that I've I've seen get some stuff. Some Masahiro Tanaka might leave the Yankees to go back to Japan. Yeah, which hey, who knows? Like who knows if that's the right thing for him or not? But uh, you know, like I said, uh, it's it's just it's fucking wild, man. Just this this off season is the Padres off season. Yeah. Everything else everyone does is going to be a crock of horseshit. Yeah, it doesn't matter because, like I said, the pro- they're just trading prospects, man. the The haul that they sent to the fucking Pirates, they sent like their top catching prospect, and like they're just sending like that because they're like so prospect laden. Yeah, and have been forever because they've been a bottom rung fucking team, and they've had these they've had these guys developing for a minute. So, you know, like I said, it's cool to watch. Mm-hmm. You know, that they're finally cashing in. And they're not paying any of these dudes. And they're all under club control for multiple years. Because they, they're all on their rookie deals still. Mm-hmm. So, that shit's funny as fuck. You know? So, like I said, it's... It's, uh... It'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, what happens with them. That's interesting to see how they're going to put that, pull that all together. Like, you know, in the season. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Like I said, man, that rotation is it's looking real nice on paper, though. Mm-hmm. It's looking real nice. So, 
you know, one of your best dudes is going to be coming off the injured list for getting Tommy John. Yeah. You know, and then you won't even need to have him in the because you have Darvish and Snell and I like, all I was, these I'm cats. Not, I'm not scared of Darvish. I'm more scared of Snell than anything. Darvish had a fucking resurgent year, man. Last yeah, I like, year, the Darvish is good. I like you know. I'm not saying here saying that he's not good, but like when in the big moments when you need him, he comes up short. So like in the most because uh, people are automatically putting this team like in the World Series or like you know they. I think I think I listen. I think this team very much is one of the scarier teams in fucking yeah. baseball immediately because they are prolific offensively and they proceeded to shore up their fucking. You know, because the thing is, Will Myers has kind of reemerged as a pretty solid player. Yeah. Uh, you know, Hosmer kind of reestablished himself as a really good player. Tatis is one, one of the three. Uh, there are three really exciting young players in baseball to watch right now. Fernando Tatis, Juan Soto, and Ronald Acuna Jr. Those are the three guys that everyone talks about. So, uh, Tatis is probably the most exciting of the three of them. Mm-hmm. And I'm a Brave fan, and I'm saying that. Because it's just so tough to find that middle fin- infield. Also, Francisco Lindor to the Mets. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. And then they also fucking, uh, they got, uh, they traded for a top flight pitcher too. Like, I'm trying to think, but they got Francisco Lindor and, uh, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of what, what the fuck. And then there's still talk about them, um, they're, um, there's still talk about them, um, uh, getting, uh, what the fuck, George Springer. Yeah. They're still, they're still talking about that. And then they ended up with Joey Lucchesi, which was a that was a good pitcher. That was they were part of the three team of this fucking trade, yeah. so that was good. But they did a. I'm trying to think of I'm trying to think of what the fuck was that that other thing that they did. Hmm. I, I can't remember. Let's see. Oh yeah, they got Carlos Carrasco. That was what they did. So in that the Lindor deal, they got Lindor and Carlos Carrasco from the Indians. Mm-hmm. So that's great. That's great. So, so that's a good move too. So yeah, but like I said, every other thing in this off season of baseball is going to come up short. The fact that I just now mentioned Francisco Lindor getting traded to the Mets, and that's huge, that's huge. is how big of an off season the Padres had. That's how big and prolific the Padres off season yeah. was. That I forgot for a second that Francisco Lindor now plays for the fucking Mets. That's insanity. Yeah, that's insane. So, you know, like I said, man, it's going to be interesting to see how the Mets shape up. Uh, but the Padres are going to be really interesting. The problem with the Mets is fucking Syndergaard. It's the same problem it always is. Big, goofy bastard can't stay healthy. <laughs> like, so, and the Mets fucking medical people are fucking terrible. Yeah. So, you know, but, you know, like I said, that's a, they'll have a really good rotation if everything stays healthy. You have Cookie Carrasco. You have the the God fucking uh, and Degrom. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a Syndergaard. You have Cookie, like I said, Cookie Carrasco, Syndergaard. You still have a Marcus Stroman. Yeah, and then you're you have Joey Lucchesi to be your five. Mm-hmm. Fucking stupid. You know, the only problem with the Mets is that their bullpen still sucks raw ass. <laughs> so. It doesn't matter. Like these guys are gonna have to go eight innings every fucking day. Seven, eight. Yep, basically. So, yeah. Yeah. So, well, I like. <laughs> I like that's gonna be it for our show today. Like I said, there's a lot of there's a lot of NBA action going on. 
Um, championship week is this week. Um, is there anything else going on? AEW tomorrow. I mean, A not tomorrow, but uh, Wednesday, Tuesday or Wednesday? Yeah, yeah, yeah it was Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, AEW on Wednesday. Is there anything else going on? Uh, not really that I can think of, man. Just uh, just basketball, really. There's a whole bunch of basketball, like college basketball is going on. Yeah. And all that good stuff. Like, so like our first show of 2021, we're glad to be back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we said earlier, we got a lot of big things coming for you guys this year. So like, you know what I'm saying? On the show and off the show. So can't wait to sh- uh, share that with you guys. So like... You can follow us on, on Twitter. I'm at HBK Illmatic, all caps with an underscore. And he is at the arcade, all caps are underscore K-Y-D-E. So you can follow me on Twitch, like at HBK, like, you know, underscore Illmatic. Uh, and you can also like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash scoreboard808. Um, and you can find us here on Spotify, Anchor, like Google Podcasts, iTunes, basically anywhere you can listen to a podcast, basically. Yep, everywhere. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you say you don't have nothing else to add? Nope, that about does it. That, that about does it. You know what I'm saying? We'll see you guys next week. You hope you guys hope you be good and still stay safe out here with this COVID and shit. And we'll be back better than ever next week. Peace out. Later, guys.